to episode 114 of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name's Brandon Shawin, and joining me tonight is my co-host, Mark Nadeau. Mark, hello. how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm pumped. Christmas wishes. Christmas wishes for everyone. Christmas fucking wishes. Ah, oh, man. What a way to end the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tonight, of course, we will continue that Christmas wishes arc with a review of 1999's Wishmaster 2, Evil Never Dies. And then we'll move on to round 44, the Best in the Backlog Challenge, where we'll talk about Logan and the anthology film From a Whisper to a Scream. So, Mark, is it snowing by you yet? No, but uh, any day now. Yeah, we we have some in the forecast for uh, Saturday, so I'm hoping it's very light because I'm still in my Camaro and uh, <laughs> I, it doesn't do well in the snow and I don't want to fucking deal with it. So, <laughs> Whoa, you drive a Camaro? You're a funny guy, Mark. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't know you drove a Camaro. Oh, I talk about it all the time. I know, I know. Yeah, but I usually don't listen. I listen to Ashmore. Um, <laughs> That's okay. So question for you. Um, One, when you go to drive the car, you take a running leap, slide over the hood, and then get into the car via the window? (laughs) Normally, no. Um, My body's not really good at sliding. I kind of just plop, you know, and so it, it just makes for an awkward dent. You should try yeah. <laughs> and film it for YouTube and we can put it behind the paywall. Right. <laughs> I want to see this. I will I will shell out some oh, cash to see this. That's right. Oh, that's a good I can idea. like steal some jewelry or something and melt some gold. Man, dude. Oh, I want to see this so bad. <laughs> do you idea. do you do you play any uh Leonard Skinner in the car? Um, I, I don't. I don't listen to country in the car. Okay. Um, well, they're more like classic rock, but that's okay. Classic, You're yeah. from Detroit. Um, now, what <laughs> color is the vehicle? It's red. It's red. Stripe. Okay. Is there an Autobot emblem on the uh, with, uh, on the driver's uh, wheel? No, unfortunately not. Okay. So it's a GoBot then. All right. It that's is. so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Oh, I'm jealous. I, I want to race you a quarter mile in my Nissan Juke. <laughs> that would be a fun race for me. oh man yes i know i've i i know i I talk about that a lot but clearly mark doesn't pay attention to me so well did i lose you no no, i'm still here oh i I, okay i was doing a joke that i wasn't listening to you so i'm like what oh because you're talking good you're good. Yes. So it's subtle humor, oh, folks. Man. It's more visual. You should see me doing the, I was doing the hand job gesture <laughs> at the same time. You can't see that on the audio podcast, but I was doing it. And it was hilarious, I'm sure. Oh, geez. I made myself crack up. You should have <laughs> a mirror right in front of me. <laughs> That's oh, my problem. Man. I gaze at myself too much and I don't mm-hmm. listen to what you're saying. That's all right. It happens. You know what happened? I, I, I'm going to get rid of this mirror after the oh, podcast. After, yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Excellent. So before we dive into our uh, discussion here, let's talk about how our listeners can find us via social media. So you can find us uh, at Cinefessions on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. You can email us at contact at Cinefessions.com. You can also leave us a voicemail if you want to be part of an upcoming show at 1-302-448-TALK. 
That's 1-302-448-8255. You can also check out our long list of past reviews and find all 114 podcast episodes right on over at cinefessions.com. And if you're a fan of the show, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a review on iTunes. Those iTunes reviews are essential to helping us grow. So thank you in advance for helping support us there. And as we have been mentioning, please, if you do like us, just tell a friend about us. Let us, let your friends know we're here and maybe they'll be interested in us as well. And that's a great way for us to, uh, you know, try to try to get more listeners and have more people to interact with, which is always fun and, and always, always the goal. So I promise definitely help us out that way. I promise more car talk in the future. <laughs> or at least I promise to pay attention more often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's all right. That's all right. I, I see where I stand. That's fine. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So other than driving a juke, what else have you been doing this week? <laughs> uh, well, I had my uh, parents over for uh, the last five days. Uh, they came in from Winnipeg because they missed their baby boy. And uh, we spent uh, a lot of time having some good foods. We watched a few flicks. Uh, I have a bit of a story. So... Oh, good. Yeah, so we, uh, I didn't have my rear speakers installed on the wall in my uh, in my basement yet. So we installed the brackets. Um, so now the speakers are actually on the wall and not just resting on the couch. Um, nice. So I was very excited because I've I've picked up a few flicks which I'll uh, have on my next post or two uh, on on Saturday, and I've got a backlog of uh, movies that I haven't posted on Instagram yet. It's actually, <laughs> I split them up in, in packs of six, and I've got like, you know, movies of the week, um, Instagram posts for the next two months. <laughs> so, and this is before wow. uh, Boxing Day in Canada. So I buy too much. That's something I'm going to try to rectify <laughs> next year, is not to buy as many films because I want to go on more trips. So uh, that being said, gotcha. About all these flicks that I've, I've bought recently, and uh, one of them was Baby Driver. Uh, I saw it in theaters. I had liked it, didn't love it, so I wanted to watch it again. Now on the big screen with their surround sound and whatnot. And uh, I showed this to my dad, and he's like, "I've seen this before." I'm like, "When do you go to the movies?" I'm like, "Right." I, I don't think you did. You might have seen the commercial a lot. He goes, "No, I saw this. I'm sure." So I'm like, "Well." I don't know. I, I saw it in the theaters. I saw it like on a Tuesday by myself. I'm, you know, those cheap Tuesday movies I go to all the time. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure I saw this. So we started watching and, you know, it's a little violent. He goes, yeah, I think I brought uh, Julie and Zach, which is my niece and nephew, aged, oh, okay. aged 10 and 7. <laughs> so my mom looks at me like, you brought Zach and Julie to see Baby Driver? Like, there's, there's, there's blood, there's explosions, whatever, you know? And he's like, yeah, I, I must have because who else would I have seen it this with, you know? And again, I'm saying, you know, I saw this on Tuesday. I usually watch these movies by myself, yeah. whatever. 20 minutes left in the film. It just clicked. I saw this with my dad last time I went to Winnipeg <laughs> in July. So, oh so I'm like, God. dad. We saw this together. You didn't see this with Julie and Zach. I didn't see this alone. So we both started laughing. Mom's like, what the hell? It took, you got 20 minutes left in the movie and you just realized you guys have both already seen this and you saw it together. That's hilarious. I guess you had to be there. It was, oh. I felt so stupid, but I, and I really want to watch this movie again. And it's the one film that we actually saw back in July when it opened in the theaters. So dumb. 
but uh wow well hey the apple doesn't far fall from oh, the tree oh, 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 oh. yeah exactly <laughs> so uh so yeah so i rewatched baby driver i liked it a lot more this time because i knew what kind of music was gonna come along um i have a great appreciation for it now you know minus kevin spacey um so i, I rewatched uh baby driver uh, i showed my dad kong skull island which sounded awesome downstairs okay. now with the full five point run surround sound um there was one more That's- i yeah, that's the next upgrade. Like, we, we want if we're going to spend money again, that's what we have to do is get a like legitimate sound system for my theater because we have a, it's like a, sound it's a soundbar, but it yeah. has it has the two bookshelf speakers also. Okay, so it has like the three point one up front and then like the two in the back with the subwoofer. So it's like a, it's technically five point one. They call it a five point one soundbar, but it's still it doesn't give you like the full effect as yeah. having like 5.1, like my parents do in their basement, you know? So I like it's, that's definitely the next step, the next step in the evolution of my home theater system. Well, do, do some shopping, do some, uh, some research, but don't mm-hmm. skimp out on a cheap receiver, get a good yeah. receiver, get a good home yeah, theater receiver, then some speakers. And then you're set because it adds such another dimension. When I was back in Gatineau, I only had 2.0 because I had no room. I had really no place to, to install my other speakers, like the back ones, right? Mm. Um, yeah. So now adding the 5.1, pardon me, adding the speakers um, downstairs in the uh, theater room was nice, but they were sitting on the couch. Now that they're on the wall and they're kind of aimed downwards, mm-hmm. it makes such a difference. Oh, man, yeah, awesome. it is fantastic. So I'm excited to watch more Flick Zone stars now. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Um, apart from that, uh, I did see a few movies not related to the um, to the challenge, just because I'm not going to force my dad. I did force my dad. I would say force. I suggested that he helps me out. So I did watch from a whisper <laughs> to a scream with him. I'll get to yeah, that later. Okay. Um, but uh, I did watch um, from 2016. Why him? Have you seen that yet? With uh, James no. uh, James Franco, Brian Cramston. Oh, okay. It, no, I know what you're talking about, though. I was trying to remember. It, yeah. it came out last year. It's technically a Christmas film. It actually released on the 23rd of December, 2016. It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, my parents had a few hours before the flight, so I'm like, let's watch a comedy. You know, we watched some action mm-hmm. flicks. Let's watch something funny. I wasn't sure what to expect. I didn't expect much from this film at all. I didn't yeah. – it didn't look good. It looked kind of stupid. Um. 30, maybe a minute, two minutes in, opening gag, you see uh, James Franco's pubes. I'm like, ugh, I'm watching this with my folks. Fuck me. (laughs) Right. This is going to be cringy. (laughs) It was so freaking funny. Oh, my God. We laughed out loud during the whole duration of the film. Like, this was the perfect movie to end the trip on because it was just it wasn't just a comedy, but it was such a funny comedy. Now it's crude and it's vulgar, but yeah. fuck was it good? Like I, to a point where it's actually on my Amazon wish list now. I want to pick it up. Um, okay, it, it's it's so much better than I expected. You go in with no expectations, you're gonna laugh your balls off. Uh, oh, very cool. Yeah, so I I really dug that film. I, I gave that uh, I'd probably give it a three out of four stars. Um, yeah, good. Only other non um, A to Z to A challenge film, which, by the way, I got the letter I last night. So I'm going to be posting that uh, tomorrow. Um, so okay. today's we're recording on the 6th of December. I've got 20 plus days to finish my alphabet. And it, uh, I'm going to be wow. forcing myself to watch some flicks. Um, 
Mm-hmm. My J one, I'll I'll do a little spoiler ahead of time. Um, the only yeah. J movie, uh, I, J, yeah, the only J flick I've got that I haven't seen on DVD, it's called Jesus Christ, the fucking douchebag or the ultimate douchebag. It's a Bilzebub micro budget <laughs> shitty film that oh, I bought at no. Tim Wasteland. I am so not excited oh. to watch this, but I bought it, so it's oh, really I'm the asshole here. Um, Dude, we are, we're so similar. Like, I, I'm an asshole that was at a convention and bought a fucking Bill's Above Horror movie. Yeah. And, oh, my God, it was just, like, the worst shit ever. I didn't even finish it. Like, I was just, like, fast-forwarding through it at, by, like, after, like, 10, 15 minutes because it was just atrocious. Yeah. Unfortunately for the challenge, I can't do that. Uh, right, yeah. But, yeah, exactly. I think I bought two of him uh, from him because he was there in person. I'm like, um, okay, okay, I'll pick up two because, yeah. you know, you buy two, you get a deal. Yeah. A deal for what? For, you know, more shit? Right. Great. Um, yeah. So that is the only J-letter DVD I haven't watched yet. So that sucks. Um, so I'll probably be watching that on Thursday night, which is the day before this podcast gets released, um, which means that the – Review will probably show up on Sunday on Instagram, which would be fitting because it's the day of the Lord, right? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, so I expect a lot of nudity and probably uh, big-breasted nuns in that one. It doesn't sound that bad, actually. I don't know why I'm complaining. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only other film uh, that you know I had not seen yet, I watched on a night shift at work, which you might be interested in. It's the sequel to Goon called Goon, Last of the Enforcers, which came out uh, this year. Had like a one-week theatrical release in Canada, which really sucked because I missed my chance to see it on big screen. Um, Did you see the original Goon? I still have Really? I'm surprised. Okay. I won't go into any spoiler territory, but it's a sequel a bunch of years later. And uh, I really dug it. If you like the first one, you'll like this one as well. I still think the original is funnier. But for a sequel okay. to a comedy, I think it really uh, follows up really well. Like, it, it really kept the magic of the first film. Um, Good. There's a few new people in the book, in the, in the book, in the film. Uh, Elijah Cuthbert, she has a minor role in it. Um, Callum Keith Rennie, which I like a lot from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, he uh, is in the film as well. Um, Wyatt Russell. Uh, he plays Anders Kane. He's like a, another rival hockey player. I really liked. He's a bit of a psycho in this movie. Kim Coates comes back. Liev Schreiber comes back. Um, yeah, cool flick. I really liked it. Um, I still don't think it's better than the first one. But uh, if you like hockey fights, this movie is full of hockey fights. Like the first awesome. one. You should watch this. You're, you you live in um, in Motor City. Hockey town, baby. Yeah, so it should be a must on your on your list before you can graduate to another city. Um, <laughs> I know. I should watch this one with my sister because she's a huge uh, as am I, and so she would uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure you'll love this film. It, it's fucking great. Um, apart from that, movie-wise, that's pretty much it, minus the uh, my requirements for the week. Um, I'm just looking really quickly here on my uh, on my letterbox. And, uh, oh, I did rewatch Atomic Blonde. Um, oh, okay. still as awesome the first time as the, um, as the, uh, as this show. And, uh, oh, I did, uh, watch last night for my eye film. Cause I talked about Jay, uh, the illusionist from 2006, the oh, okay. movie about magic that isn't the prestige from 2006. So right, exactly. Yeah. So that will be coming out tomorrow. And uh, apart from that, had no time to play video games, 
uh, had really no time to do much of anything else. So that is all for me. Okay, very good. So I got to ask, yes, your parents, they know about the upcoming nuptials, I assume? Yes, they Are do. They excited? Uh, yes, they're excited. Oh, I forgot to show them the engagement poster, which I still haven't shown oh. anybody else because all oh, my man. waistline posters are still in tubes because I am uh, lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're very excited. And I did tell them that the, uh, that, uh, the uh, invitations will be sent once we know when the um, hockey uh, se- uh, season starts <laughs> next year. Because we are oh, going to make so Canadian, I love it. Well, I want to make sure that I get to see the Jets in, in Las Vegas because we're doing like a <laughs> at least right now we're we're talking about doing a whole like Vegas Elvis thing because none of us again oh, are really nice. I'm, I don't know if I talked about this previously, but uh, you know uh, we want to see when the schedule is next year so that if the Jets mm-hmm. are in town, we can maybe do something around that. You know, but uh, oh yeah, not necessary, but it would be fun. You know, Jets. Right. Penn and Teller. Oh, yeah. And get married. Fun. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I did watch two more episodes of Hemlock Grove season two. So I should have that okay. done by uh, next uh, or next podcast. Um, but yeah, no, everything was fun. Like we had a great time this weekend. It was great to see them. I'm going to try to go down to uh, Winnipeg either early February or March to spend time with the family and uh, see a few Jets games. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it was nice. It was like a mini, it's like a little Christmas ahead of time because I won't see them at right. Christmas because I'm working. So, uh, oh, okay. and obviously, I'm also 24 uh, driving hours away from them. Uh, oh. So, yeah, it was nice. We played cards and we hung out. So, good times this weekend. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for myself, so I ended up finishing the book that I was talking about last week that I was reading, uh, Joe Hill's Heart Shaped Box. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. It's, uh, it went places that I didn't expect at all for it to go, but it really handled like those difficult themes that it touches on really well. Um, and so like I was talking about last week, it's it's basically about this like older rock star who he likes collecting creepy things and he decides to purchase this haunted suit that is supposed to come with a ghost off some online auction site. So when he gets it, it lives up to its promise. Um, and so basically the whole story is about how he and his, uh, girlfriend are going to, uh, basically survive, um, this ghost that's out to get them. And I, you know, I, I definitely can recommend this one. If you're a supernatural horror fan, I thought the first quarter of the book was probably the scariest of the book, but the rest of it was great too. Just less scary. So great in a different way. Um, and this one definitely goes down as one of the quickest novels I've ever read. Um, and it's just really given me like the bug to start reading more. So mm-hmm. I really, I really, I really like that one. And uh, with that said, I, I decided that my next book was going to be one that like Bridget and I could read together. So like a, like a buddy read as they call it on Goodreads or wherever you're looking. Yeah. So we went to uh, Barnes and Noble and eventually decided that we do uh, one that most everyone has already read probably when they were like, you know, in middle school. Uh, I guess it depends on your age, but um, and my wife's actually read this whole series also, but Harry Potter. So Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. Now, like I said, Bridget's read through the whole series a couple of times, but I've not read any of them. Um, I've only seen the movies. So I've been really wanting to give them a shot. And this was just a good excuse to do that. So we decided on reading, um, like we, I set like a schedule for us so we could like stay together. And so we are going to do like six chapters a week, which is about like a hundred pages in the editions we bought. So that would have been 
made the book done in about three weeks. Well, I ended up like blowing through the first six chapters in about 12 hours, mm-hmm. um, including sleep. So I asked if she would mind if I just kept going, which she agreed to let me do. And she's kind of not been reading it. So my buddy read is just going to be a lonesome read, but that's all right. That's all right. Um, but as of now, I am on, uh, I'm up to chapter 10, which Goodreads tells me is at the 52% mark. Um, and I'm really liking it. Like it's super easy read. You know, it's, it was, it was made for, it was, it's a middle grade book. Yeah. You know what I mean? So made for middle school and high school and not, not even really high school, but, but every, obviously it has appeal to all ages. And uh, I think, you know, the movies do and in the book, at least so far it does as well. So um, I'm really liking it, but I, as I'm reading it, like it's not the, so little of it is different from the movie. Um, and so because of that, it's like, incredibly difficult to get the film out of my head like i just keep everything that's happening like i can picture happening in the movie mm-hmm. you know um but i mean that's what you get for watching the movie first but i'm sure as it goes on because the books get huge and so i'm sure there's stuff that they couldn't fit into the films as it goes on so i'll be interested to see that part but have you read harry potter i did uh i had an ex that was a big potterhead and had watched i'd okay. uh, read all the books in one summer at work, gotcha. Um, and uh, I found yeah, I found the first two, three books very uh, juvenile, just because it was made for that age. Uh, but by book yeah, four, exactly. it really uh, ramped up in like maturity. Um, yeah, that's what a lot of people say. Like books one, two, and three are more middle grade, where books four and up start turning into young adult, and so it just you know different themes and different um, you know just because that audience started reading in middle school is now interested in more you know well, and, more mature themes. and that's what's really smart about it, is that jk uh, you know she mm-hmm. grew her books up with the readers so she she yeah. kept the same readers and always garnered new ones um so yeah. it was a really smart uh, practice that she did there she, it was yeah and, and the books are legit good you know mm-hmm. just get over that yeah, initial hump and like by the end you know it's 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 well like the movies like i don't have the first three movies because i find them very childlike um, which mm-hmm. I should rectify. I should get the whole series because I've got a thing from four to seven part two. I'm, um, I'm shocked you don't have the whole series of something that you own later sequels I, of. I know, weird, right? I should yeah. fix that. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, like the movies, the books are fantastic. And uh, yeah. I, 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 I can't not recommend the series to anyone because they're just magical books. Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, I'm, I, I'm, I definitely want to like continue the series, but I don't know if I'll continue it right away. Um, and I'm thinking that I might move on to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy next. Uh, just because it's one, it's a short one and I've always heard it's really great. And so I might give that a shot. Yeah, um, I read that as well. I, okay. And you like and, that one? Dude, I laughed out loud. Like, oh, okay. It takes a lot for me to like laugh out loud at, at yeah. actual text. And I was laughing out loud reading it. It's fantastic. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably do that one next. Um, I might take a slight detour though. I did pick up. So I've always heard that like rolled doll, rolled dolls books are pretty interesting, even you know, even as someone reading them now. Um, and so I was like, you know what? This is cheap. It's short. It's quick. Um, and so I grabbed it. I grabbed Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So I figured I'd give that one a shot just because I've seen the movie, you know, and everything. So I figured it was sounded it would be a good one for me to to ch- try to check out. Yeah, um, and I so read I might, those books as well. Okay. Do you, yeah. are those? Do you think those are worth anything as you know reading it as an adult or no clue? I, I read them as a kid, okay. like I think in grade three. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So like yeah. Um I don't see why not. Those books are timeless. There's a reason why the people still read them, right? So Right, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Exactly. I don't see why so, not. 
oh, that's that's kind of where I'm heading next. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm loving it. So um, in terms of of reading, still, uh, I also did some graphic novels. Okay. So first up was one that I've had on my radar for a couple of years now, and I finally just decided to grab it because it went on sale on Amazon, uh, the digital digital version of it for three dollars. And that is uh, Dirk Backdurf's My Friend Dahmer. Um, so, Burke is that the Dagger, new one? Uh, well, no, but there's a movie that's coming out based on it. Oh, gotcha. Now. I heard the movie's yeah, fantastic. I cannot fucking wait to see the movie. Yeah. And that's I probably why it went on sale, just because it's, you know, to get in some more attention. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I got lucky. But anyway... So if you don't know, uh, so Ber- Durf Backdurf, which is just, Durf isn't his real first name, but I forget what his real first name is. <laughs> but anyway, Backdurf uh, went to high school with the notorious serial killer, Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, he was even like the leader of the so-called Dahmer fan club that they had in high school. And so it's like a f- just a fucking fascinating look at what was the genesis of one of the worst serial killers ever. But from a much different angle than we normally get on Dahmer, because it's coming from someone who is, you know, quote unquote friends, and I use that term very lightly with him uh, as he was growing up. I mean, I loved it. So it, it doesn't really dive into Dahmer's crimes at all, which you know I've read about a ton in the past already, so I didn't really need that. Mm-hmm. Instead, it focuses on like, frankly, the heartbreaking circumstances that played out around Dahmer and affected him, and eventually helped turn his his sick, twisted fantasy fantasies into this, you know, sadistic reality. Um, and it's crazy because of all the, all the serial killers I've researched out of all the major ones, at least that I know of, I really feel like Dahmer's crimes could have been prevented if someone like literally fucking anyone would have paid him some attention and given him the help he needed. His case is so fucking sad because it just doesn't, it's just because people just didn't give a shit. And they let him slide to the cracks. And that's like, because of that, that's what caused all these innocent people to lose their lives. Like, it's just, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. But anyway, my slight rant aside, um, I, I definitely rec- recommend this one. If you have any interest in Dahmer's case or any interest in the movie that is based on coming out, like if you have any interest in seeing that, definitely check this out because I think there's a lot to uh, lot to appreciate with this. Very cool, and I I am so glad I finally read it. It's super quick read, like um, it's like 240 pages, and a lot of it is uh, it's a graphic novel, so a lot of it's light text, if any text at all. Okay. So, uh, but it's fascinating. I really I really enjoyed it. Um, and then the last thing I read was another graphic novel. Um, this one is one that has been I've had sitting around for quite a while now. So it it's Ed Brubaker's The Fade Out Act One. Um and I bought this one because I read Brubaker's other series, Fatal, which is a horror noir fantasy hybrid thing going okay. on. Um and Fatal is okay, but I didn't love it. Um I read about two or three volumes, I think, and then I just gave up on it. And I was hoping I'd like the fade out more because it's more of a like reality-based noir thriller set in Hollywood in the late 1940s. Unfortunately, I liked this one even less. Uh, I just, I just found it boring, frankly, and I, I just, I didn't really care about like the murder mystery, the the who done it plot that it's dealing with. So this one is is going to be a one and done for me, unfortunately. But 
Um, I mean, that's fine. I have a ton of other graphic novels I need to get to anyway, but I was hoping I'd like this one, but I didn't. Basically, this one, it, you're following, um, he's a Hollywood writer, uh, movie writer, and he like wakes up after being drunk or drugged or something one morning and uh, finds like the, the lead actress in his movie dead. And so he's like, shit, I got to get out of here because like, I don't know where I was last night. I don't know what's going on. And so basically it's kind of like the who it's a whodunit, like who killed her, what's going on. Obviously, there's something bigger at play here with these Hollywood executives and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, did not do it for me. That's too bad. I'm also kind of jealous yeah. that you've got time to do all this reading because that's something I want to get back into. I feel like I've 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 lost the uh, lost my smile when it comes to reading. So that's something I want to yeah. work on for next year. Right. Yeah, and that's I mean, yeah, the, the and that's the thing like because of that, that's all I've done this week. I, I didn't watch any other movies. I didn't play any video games. Uh, that's it, you know? And so, yeah, it's like, that's, that's where my free time went. And obviously you don't have that luxury because you have a challenge to complete. <laughs> you got <So>. that right. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so that's it for me. I mean, we did watch some friends reruns because God knows you got to love friends and, uh, it's on Netflix. So Bridget and I just turned that on when like we're eating dinner or something, but gross. That's about it. Oh, don't you fucking gross me. Friends is amazing, oh. and we're not having a discussion about it. Oh, that. no, I was talking about having dinner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're ridiculous. Oh, man. So, ha. well, I guess that means oh, no. it's time to move over for our to our review for the day. Oh, no, no, no. Are you ready for this? Let me put my seat No, on. but let's... Uh... Okay. 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 <laughs> You're good? Yeah, I think so. All right, good. Oh, by All the way, right. uh, yes. quick, a quick uh, uh, side or sidebar. Uh, today is my <laughs> one-year anniversary of buying the Retro Engine Sigma on Kickstarter. As per my oh, really? book, uh, This Day in History. So uh, happy Man. birthday to the uh, Retro Engine Sigma. That's a regrettable. Um, I still haven't been able to hook thing. it up to Wi-Fi to do anything with it yet. But uh, yay me. I was so excited a year ago. Speaking of that, did you see, I think we talked about it on the podcast, but there was a, um, basically like a CD equivalent of that, where you would be able to play like, uh, like uh, PlayStation, some Sega Saturn, like DOS disc games. I don't know. Really? Yeah. But I can't remember what the hell it was called. Um, ah, I'm an asshole. I can't remember, but there was like this whole controversy on like how shitty it is and how not to support it and everything. And, um, oh, really? I was just curious if you'd saw that but if you didn't i'm just wasting no, time no, i so, did not yeah but it, it failed to meet its goal um it wasn't it like used good it used uh, i think it was retro arch which is like the um like the program that you can put all of like the programs on to actually play okay. the games it used that which is an open source product and it used that in its paid product without like permission from retro arch which is oh really yeah a lot of people just thought it was pretty shitty um so yeah it was it was interesting because it was a really cool idea, but mm -hmm. apparently it just was not uh, not really going to live up to what it was claiming and had the, you know, just a lot of people thinking it was going to be in like another retro engine because obviously many people were very disappointed with the retro engine signal. Like me. Yeah, exactly. And I have literally not touched it since I did my unboxing slash first impressions video. <laughs> so yeah, maybe during Christmas break or something. Well, yeah. not that I really have a Christmas break, but right, maybe I'll have right. time to sit down and really fiddle with it because mm -hmm. so far uh, 
I can't I can't even get it hooked up to my Wi-Fi. Yeah, that so sucks. I'm beyond bummed. Yeah. All right. Well, without right. further ado, let's uh let's let's do this. So Yay! Talking, of course, about Wishmaster 2, Evil Never Dies from 1999. So as always, there will be spoilers, probably for this movie and the last film. So make sure you are caught up with us before you continue on this episode. And if you have not, make sure you hit pause, go on over, put your Vestron Blu-ray in your player, hit play, hate yourself, and then come on back and hit play on ours. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So Wishmaster 2. all in the same boat because they're all completists for the most part. Right. So the only reason why I bought this is for that little number on the spine. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man. And the only reason I bought it is because you told me it was on sale. And so I I bought it and then forgot about it and then it shipped. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm keeping that. Yay. Four movies for the price of one. I know. It's good. It's a good deal. Can't beat it. But all right. So Wishmaster 2 had an original U.S. television premiere date. Of March 12th, 1999. So, of course, Wishmaster was the only theatrical release out of these four films. The others were, uh, well, probably Direct the video. television first. Yeah. So, this was written and directed by Jack Shoulder, which really surprised me because Jack Shoulder, of course, known for, um, uh, oh my God, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which the everybody hidden. everybody hates except Chris, which is his, his, his favorite <laughs> in the entire series. Um, <laughs> But other than that, most people don't like that one. But um, he did a couple other two. And one of them is a slasher film from the 80s, I think, that is slipping my mind. I can picture the cover, but not not the title. Well, I'm a big but, fan of The Hidden. I fucking love The Hidden. Oh, but, okay. Uh, he also did uh, Alone in the Dark. Um, oh, that's I'm what I was thinking at... of, Alone in the Dark. Yeah, but not the uh, not based on the video game Alone in the Dark. So oh, a different oh no. Oh, this, is, this is pre-video game. And that was his yeah. first feature film. Yeah. He went right from Alone in the Dark, Nightmare 2, The Hidden, and then Renegades. So he has a really strong start. <laughs> he might. I've not seen any of those other ones except uh, Nightmare on Street 2. But... Oh, seriously, though, The Hidden? I don't know what yeah. Hidden 2. I've never seen it. But the okay. first one is so fucking badass. It is so oh. damn good. It is I... worth checking out. I know nothing about it, so I'll have to check it out. But don't. don't. Just pop. If you have it, just pop it into your player. And don't read up upon it. It's yeah. It is so eighties cool. I promise you. Awesome. Yeah, that one I, I don't own, but hopefully I'll be able to come across it someday. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, Wishmasters Two has an IMDb score of five point zero out of the six thousand one hundred and sixty four current votes. No Metacritic score, but it does have a ten percent Tomato Meter score and <laughs> an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of twenty nine percent. It currently has 2.38 out of five stars on Letterboxd based on 713 ratings. It had a $2.5 million budget, but I was unable to find the gross, which is probably going to be how it is for the rest of these because there's not a box office number because obviously there wasn't a box office. Yeah, I I think the gross was zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it clocks in at a whopping 96 minutes. All right. So what is your history with Wishmaster 2? Um, this is in the era of me having a pirated direct TV satellite dish. So I actually <laughs> recorded this off pay-per-view illegally onto VHS back in the day. Fantastic. So, and that was the last time I saw it up until, uh, this weekend. Okay. So you have seen it before. Interesting. One time. And what yeah. scarred me for life 
is the, uh, and we'll get to it, is the attorney in the prison meeting scene. I saw it once <laughs> and I have never yes. forgotten it until I will probably die. That's awesome. Yeah. See, that's like, there's these, I was thinking about this when I was watching this. There are like scene, this, there's a scene in this movie. I remember distinctly going over to my uncle's house is when he lived in his apartment. So I was probably, fuck, like maybe between like four and seven, maybe somewhere in there. Okay. And it was on TV. This, all I can remember is this character, like, I don't know if he was like vomiting snakes or like, there was like snakes coming out of his mouth and like a lot of them. And like that, I can picture it so vividly uh-huh. and it like, like uh, stuck with me my entire life. But for the life of me, I've never seen that movie again. And I cannot possibly think what, uh, what it would be. Like, I just have no idea. But like, I am the day I come across that scene. I will probably shed a tear because I'll be so excited. Like, <laughs> and, and it's not Poltergeist scene. 2 with the worm? Honestly, honestly, I don't know. I, I have seen Poltergeist 2, I think, and I don't remember because, thinking you know, to myself, oh, that's it. To me, Craig T. Nelson, you know, he downs some tequila, swallows the worm. Then he starts just barfing this big worm thing out of his mouth and just keeps going and going. And it's fucking, oh, it mm. creeps me the fuck out. I'll have to check that on YouTube and see if I can find that scene. Because I have the I have the DVD, so I guess I could just do that too. But I'll have to check and see because I don't know. that Maybe yeah. that is. I don't know. But um, I felt like because I've seen that one, I feel like if it was, I probably would have remembered it. Yeah. But the other thing is with memories, you know, like in my head, mm-hmm. like the actor is the fucking actor from Gremlins. And I'm sure that's oh. not it. Like it could have, maybe it was a scene from Gremlins for all I know. And I'm just like making up the snake thing. Like, I don't know. But I, I can't I'm remember. sure I'm like mixing up. I don't remember him puking in Gremlins or Gremlins 2. No, I don't either. Neither. So I, I don't know. But yeah, that's. Yeah. If anyone has any idea what I could possibly be talking about, let me know. I'll definitely check it out. I'm going to check out Poltergeist 2 after we record here to see if that might have been it. Now, he uh, spilled some water in Gremlins. So that I remember. <laughs> but I remember that. Yes. I, remember I don't remember. That. And I've seen Gremlins. Yeah. A lot. So I know it's not Gremlins. But you know how your mind works. <laughs> Memories can just be completely made up all, some of the time. So, Oh, yeah. I remember uh, in, in my mind, in my memories, all my ex-girlfriends like me. <laughs> so I understand this whole distortion thing. Oh, man. Well, they're assholes if they don't. I'll tell you that because what's not the love? Right? But, I know, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so this uh, this is a first-time watch for me as as the whole series you're so lucky. has been and will be. You're, so, you're yeah. so fucking lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So. Evil never dies. Oh. It doesn't. Nope. It doesn't. Okay. So what's the, what's the first thing I have written down here? Um, oh, right. When they're okay. So obviously the, the film starts off in a, a much less exciting way than the first one. <laughs> yeah. The first one, man, that music, like the, the epic feel of the whole thing. Oh, I was, I was liking that. Yeah. This one starts off with a couple of like still images. Well, they're not still, but it's just the camera staying on a couple images of paintings. And then we get a robbery at a museum. Mm-hmm. And like my first thought is seriously, you fucking idiot. Like you didn't think breaking the glass would set off the alarm. Like what a fucking moron. Well, as you'll, you'll learn, we're not dealing with the brightest people. <laughs> right. That is very evident and, and <laughs> made clear right from the get go. But funny enough, um, I read trivia on the film and the when uh, Robert that we don't see his face who gets gunned down early. That's yeah. Corey Haim. No he shit. He was doing a favor because he was dating Holly Fields, who plays Morgana, at the time of filming. 
So that's actually oh, wow. Corey Haim in the film. Uncredited Corey Haim. That's that's really funny. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? It, it, blew me, it blew me away, man. <laughs> oh, man. I loved the effects of the ooze, like, growing on the wall, um, like which eventually becomes the gin. Um, I just thought that looked really cool. So, like, he, the, the gem is broken in half and, like, it looks like, like a fucking, remember those things like you throw at the wall? It's like a hand, it's like a sticky hand. Yeah. You throw it at the wall and it like has, the, that's what it looked like. And, uh, but after that, it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So that visual effect, I was like, okay, I'm in. I like that a lot. I thought it was just really, really gross and just looked really good. It starts off pretty good because I'm like, okay, so he's going to be spawning this time from a wad of bubble gum, pretty much. Out of a wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then when he actually com- gets pulled out of the wall mm-hmm. and he it's just a face and like the two hands. Yeah. It reminded me of Belial from Basket Case. I don't know why. It just. Oh, yeah. I, no, I've not seen Basket Case, but I have seen like images of Basket Case. And I can see what just from the images I've seen, I can definitely see where that you can make that connection. Yeah. Not an exact That's- look, but just it just yeah. to me felt that way. So, okay, so this person, this guy, this the man and the like her boyfriend or whatever, wishes that he's never born, and yeah. then it's granted, yeah, so if that's the case, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be in the museum that night, and the jinn wouldn't have been reborn, like this is the entire fucking climax that I hated so much of the first movie, yeah, put at the beginning of the second movie, and then they just overlook it completely. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's it's a little what? ridiculous. Uh, the special effect was kind of shitty to begin with. And then, like, mm-hmm. you would think that she would not know him, right? But she still pines for him after he dies. The only yeah. way I can see that it continues on is that if it was the idea of the uncredited Corey Haim to steal from the museum and not from uh, Eric, uh, the boyfriend. That's the only yeah. way I can see this continuing on. Without creating yeah. a time warp paradox. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it works, I guess. I could I could see that. But I don't feel like they even make mention of that second person throughout the rest of the entire film. So maybe, Oh, they don't. <laughs> it's uh, like it was, it was they were a duo and not a group of three. It's he's he's not he's not mentioned nothing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No. Well, fuck you for justifying it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I thought the um, so I, again, it's just the special effects here are are pretty damn good. Again, the problem is we get like a little bit in the beginning and then nothing, and then one cool thing at the end, which we'll talk about when we get there. But yeah, um, like the when the cop was frozen, I thought that looked pretty good. Like I was waiting for it to like crack. You know what I mean? Um, I just. It was probably pretty simple makeup effect, but I thought it looked really good. I thought so too. I thought like the opening, that opening segment, this this mm-hmm. practical effects were awesome. And then we yeah. barely see anything after that. I know. And it's like, man, the first movie was just so bad. At, like, that's why I love the first movie yeah. so much. It was because of the practical effects. Oh, sure. And they're all the time. Well, yeah. The first film is just enough. an effects reel, to be honest. You know, like exactly. the story isn't yeah. that good. Um, it's right, just to showcase right. the craftsmanship of the special effects. And uh, mm-hmm. because it's direct to video and don't have the same budget, it's kind of lost after that. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I was I was very excited and, and surprised, honestly, to see Andrew, uh, how do you say, Devoff or Divoff? Uh, Divoff, I guess. 
Okay, we'll go with Divoff. I was really excited to see him back in it because honestly, I didn't think he was back in any of the other ones. Well, this is his last one. He's not in three and four. And uh, if you watch some of the special features on Wishmaster 1, which had a boatload of special features, uh, Wishmasters 2, not not so much. I I can't imagine why that would be. And then Wishmaster 3 and 4 are on the same disc. So I'm not expecting (laughs) much either. Um, But he was like, he talked about doing 1 and 2. And he's like, if you want the true Wishmaster experience, just stick to 1. He did not like making 2. That's why he's not oh, in any of the special features of for uh, for this film. That's good. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, because he uh, well, he, he didn't have, have to grab a box in, in this film like he did in the first one. No, abs- you're right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like absolutely. I, I found that Wishmaster Two is a bit like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four, where it becomes jokey. You know, all the wishes mm-hmm. are jokes instead of being terrifying and, and sad. Right, uh, they're yeah. jokes and. It doesn't have the same yeah, flavor like, as the first film. And that was a, a thing. I, something I hated. Like, and I wrote that down next. Actually, I was like, he seriously can't like any of these wishes that he has that, that are being um, presented to yeah. him. Like there, there's nothing like creative about him at all. Like, that's what I love about the first one. It's like, you know, all but maybe one of them was, yeah, like, this makes sense. Like, this is what they wished for, just in a much different way. And so it was witty, you know? I, yeah. I like that out of, about it. But here it's just, like, weak as hell, the stuff that he ends up doing. Well, I, I think you said it perfectly. Like, the first one is witty with a with with an evil tint to it, and these are just silly. Yeah. They're right. to make the crowd pop, you know? Like, if you're watching mm-hmm. uh, this film with beers with your buds, you're like, oh, my God! But they just weren't right. that great. No, not at all. And I, I found yeah, like, Andrew's uh, performance in this film uh, kind of interesting. I, I think he's very wooden, but something you'll notice in the film, the guy never blinks. He does not blink <laughs> once in this movie. Because what I liked about the first film is that one shot where he's facing the camera, you know, when he turns yeah. around, which you mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. In this one, he does have a lot of, you know, facing the camera like you're, he's talking to the audience. And uh, which too much of it, which kind of kills the the awesomeness of the first one. But he's got this shit eating (laughs) grin and it's like he really doesn't want to be there. And like there's a scene, uh, the scene when he's in the Russian um, bar and uh, you've got the two Russians beaking off at each other. He is right. He's sitting still letting a cigarette burn between his fingers does not flinch once. So right, yeah, I got it. I just took it as he was like listening to their conversation. Oh, sh- but, oh sure, yeah, sure he was. But at the yeah. same time, I just don't think he really gave a shit about this film whatsoever. It was just a paycheck, <laughs> right? right. Mm-hmm. Which is so. I'm glad he's back in it, but it's not the same Andrew Devoff that we saw in the first film. I, I think that's easily nah. song, uh, shown on screen. No, absolutely agree with you. Yeah, one thing that I was really, <laughs> it was so fucking weird, like there was a scene where it switches like from the church scene when we meet that mm-hmm. fucking awful character, whatever his name was, the yeah, priest? whatever the hell his name was, Gregory. Yeah. Gregory. Uh, he w- Gregory. Anyway, yes, with the awesome cross. Oh, so it switches from that church scene to the jail, the jail yard scene. And it's like this like yeah. bad nineties hip hop scene filled with like these two people practicing martial arts and another one with lifting weights. It was like, 
how could this be any more out of place? Like you couldn't make it any more out of place if you tried. Like that was just terrible. I did get a kick in, uh, I guess, Nathaniel Demarest, his human character. I did get a kick of him just standing there in the, in the prison yard in full denim. <laughs> I don't know why. It, that just made me full denim and that shit eating yeah. grin. That made me laugh. So funny. Not for the right reasons, I, though, because it looked oh, silly, yeah. you know? Not one of those, my God, that was cool. No, no. He looks silly in his denim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I did like um, the line, you Tinkerbell looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. That actor was fucking terrible, though. And uh, I think I mentioned that the next time we see him when he's like trying to say, you know, oh, I want my rent or whatever the hell it is. My taxes, whatever the fuck he says he wants. Oh, uh. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I think that's Rhino Michaels. I'm just going to click on his uh, IMDb here. Yeah, it's Rhino Michaels. Um, He was not good. Well, no, no, I didn't think it was good at all. Mm. But again, he's exactly like maybe a prison bully would act. Right, yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't like the character. And I thought his death or was it, did he even die in the movie? No, he was just like. Just beaten up by the two brothers. Yeah, that was lame as fuck. Got it. So. Talking about your scene, your favorite scene that you remember as a child, like oh, yeah. the lawyer fucking himself, like the ooze in the Oz. I like that was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. It was ridiculous. What makes me laugh is that he's talking to uh, uh, he's talking to Greaves, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who he's telling him that there was a procedural error. He might be able to get released. Yeah. And it's like, it's like he gets an orgasm. Like, oh, no. And then another one, like a more intense yep. one. And then his legs just <laughs> double fold and pivot. Right. And he's fucking himself. Oh, it's just hilarious. Like, what the hell? I mean, it but was now, pretty much from that moment on that I realized what we were watching was I was not going to enjoy myself the rest of these fucking. However, 75 minutes I had left. Oh, I think the film series jumped the shark at that scene. <laughs> I think there's going to be nothing better than this. And it's so fucking silly, you I, yeah. know? God. Uh, but just just the actor having like, how do you emote your banging yourself in the ass? <laughs> I, I kind of I felt bad for the actor, right. but it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. It makes me laugh. It, it really does. Mm-hmm. But as you can see, the film does become more of a, almost a parody yeah you know um yeah it, and it's too bad because i thought the first one was really dark and scary mm-hmm. and this one's jokey it's like it, it's funny freddy right. it's it's too bad yeah i love that our uh our lead uh what's her name morgana 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 is, is that right yeah okay yes, morgana. It, um she has this interesting this eclectic taste in paintings i don't know if you noticed that but there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah like these two giant paintings of fully nude women on her wall and i just thought it was like whatever that's fine like i just thought it was random as hell she must be a great uh thief for being able to afford that condo exactly or or that loft i should say it's yeah. a pretty big fucking loft huge yeah now i like holly fields morgana i, I like her before her change okay oh um, god Oh my god! One, I think she's kind of hot because in in the first film we get Tammy Lauren getting all these, oh my god, what's this in my head type of thing, mm-hmm. but in the sequel it's a little sexier. We've got some bedroom scenes where you know Morgana is only in her uh, t shirt, like a sleeping t shirt, and like these little 
booty panties and yeah. she's writhing and she's like, yep. it's sexier. I, I she's she's a good looking woman. Mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed her as a lead in the in this horror movie. I don't think she's a great actress. I, I like I don't think she was good in this film. No. But I was more appealed to her, especially with her leader look later on in the film. Oh my God! Thank you. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So yes. I so love that. She's talking. Fuck she's yeah. talking to her buddy priest, and she's got a thong going over her, yes. her pants, like Lita does back God. in like WWE 1998, That was my shit. I fucking love Lita so much. I, yeah. I really enjoyed seeing the thong, yeah. you know, bypassing the waist of the pants. Exactly. Um, and like. Up to this point, I'm, in, I'm thinking, man, this film is so late 90s. Oh, my like, God. I know. She looked. She reminded me of like uh, like Gwen Stefani, like back in her No Doubt days. Like that's just the image yeah. that come, coming into my head. You know, totally. That's what we're talking about. I think it was like Gwen Stefani meets, uh, what's her name? Jeanine Garofalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mash uh, them together, you get Morgana. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah but- the, the, the film's a time capsule to a better time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, man. So right after that, so, um, we get this line, her, her priest buddy comes over and he's like looking at her. She goes, what, like, what's the matter? Haven't seen a girl without her makeup before. I'm like, okay, seriously. Like, so her eyes are just naturally green like that or blue or whatever the fuck (laughs) color it was. Like point is she's clearly wearing makeup, clearly wearing makeup. Like that's just bad directing. And it makes the yeah. characters look like idiots. Like, it's such an easy thing to do. Make her look like she's not wearing makeup for that line or change the line. Like, that's just lazy and bad direction. I hate shit well, it, like that. It's just funny because the uh, her friend, the priest, he's a Russian, or, uh, Russian Orthodox priest. Mm-hmm. And now he goes into the, the house of her, of her old friend, of his old friend. And I, I think it was more aligned towards her, her underwear being shown because she's dress, dressing very sexily. For him. And there's that one scene where he goes into her apartment and she's just in a dress and her Mm -hmm. legs are kind of spread open. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's, let's say like you're wearing a, you're sitting in a chair backwards. Mm -hmm. You know how your legs would be spread open by the spine of the chair. Right. She's kind of sitting like that. And like, not that you can see anything, but Mm -hmm. I'd I'd be very surprised. You're a very good priest if you're not taking a few glances down. I'm just saying that. But you have to, (laughs) you really have to have the power of God, not... To p- take a peek because right. she's kind of flat. She's, I think she's kind of testing him to see if he's really that devout to his religion because she's at the time, I think she's trying to corrupt him. I really I, am. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know, man. Like I just, I remember that line later on when he's like, what the fuck does he say? Something like, I'm not sure this is the path to heaven or I have it written down, but I can't find it. Um, like when he starts kissing her, when they start making out. Yeah. Oh, I don't think this is the way to heaven. Like, I just, I wish I could, like, I wrote that in this way. I wish I could express to you accurately in words how much I fucking loathe what I'm watching right now. <laughs> like, I just, I was unable to write it down. And so, like, I just, I fucking hate that character so much. Um, uh, I don't know. So, in the first movie, now, maybe I'm wrong, but what I thought in the, what's happening in the first movie was that the djinn was granting wishes right but he was only like i thought he could only grant like three wishes to or two wishes to like the random people and then or no that's not right 
No, so I, I, I didn't get it the he, same he's way. He's granting wishes to increase his power, right? Because at first, like in the first film, he's a little Vern Troyer. Then, as he's granting wishes, he's gathering. Like he hasn't picked up the souls yet, but he's still gathering power and getting stronger okay. and stronger. Right. In this one, it throws that book right out the window, and okay. now to start the apocalypse, he needs to collect a thousand and one um, souls. Okay, so I I knew it was different. I guess I just couldn't I couldn't figure out how it was different, and it it was annoying me. Well, I guess um, they're using that like thousand and one so that they can go ape shit with all these stupid uh, wishes. Um, yeah, exactly. Why that he didn't have to do it in the first one and he does in this one? I have no idea. Right. Because again, yeah, that's in this I, one he starts from nothing. You know, he's at face in the wall, mm-hmm. becomes a little blowed guy, and then he's pretty much full figured right away. Yeah. But you don't see him till later on because he's playing as Nathaniel Demarest for most of the film. He isn't right. in that makeup that much. No, no, not at all. Which is kind of okay because I did not like the makeup for this film. Oh, you didn't like the gin makeup as much? Nope, not at all. Okay. I hated the horns coming out of his uh, head, which okay. reminded me more of the slave girl that gets eaten by the Rancor monster in Star Wars. <laughs> um, I thought the color of his skin yeah it was off it was more it was more smoky olive mm-hmm. than it was yellow yeah. um, I didn't like his eyes I don't know it's just if you're gonna have the same actor why change the makeup because it's the same gin right so why not keep the look of the first film mm-hmm. um, I thought the makeup was like it was a good makeup but it was not the original makeup, and that's why I don't like it. Yeah. No, I, I understand that completely. Like, I did like Jarring. the scarification on his pecs. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recall a tattoo uh, in the middle of his forehead in the first one. Um, oh, no, me either. But uh, I just thought it looked better in the first film. Um, I do like that we had uh, Tommy Tiny Lister, Lister, how do you say it in here? Lister, yeah. Um playing that guard just because he was a recognizable face. Like I know him from other things, obviously. Um, but I mean, like he's, I don't think I would ever argue that he's a great actor, no. at least in the stuff I've seen him, you know, and uh, he's not great here. He's very one note. And I feel like he's just, just who he is yeah. Um, in all these films. But I, I appreciate that. I recognized him and, and like him. Yeah. I like tiny Zeus Lester, um, but I did not like him in this movie. I, I thought, he's- some of the ADR lines were bad, like the overdubbing, because I guess they couldn't right. get the sound properly. Um, like there was some parts where the, the voice didn't even match the guy, um, because I guess the back was facing, so they can just throw a line there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was one scene where his his mouth didn't move when words were uh, being said. It was oh, really? Slop- I didn't catch that. Yeah, sloppy editing. I, I just I didn't like him in this huh. film, but I don't blame him so much. I thought it was just shittily put together. Is Shidley a word? Yeah. I should check that. I should check words with friends. Ah, uh, well, it is now. It is now. So uh, yes, thank you, Wishmaster too. Ha- hashtag Shidley Christmas wishes. Shidley. <laughs> uh, oh man. So yeah. Then we already talked about this, but like the big prisoner, um, asking for his rent from the gin. Like he just so bad. Yeah. And like the scene where he gets beat up by the twins, it was just terrible. And the sound effects were laughably fucking ridiculous. Yeah. There's a reason why the Sci-Fi Network replayed this movie a lot. It's because it feels oh, like God. a sci-fi film. Yeah. Better than Asylum. Absolutely. It's much better than Asylum, but it still feels oh, like a sci-fi God. movie. Bite your tongue. 
you and you're such an asylum hater. Oh, man, totally. Oh, man. 100%. I, there are some bad ones, but there are some gems in there too. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an asylum apologist. Ugh, I, don't, I don't understand the love. I really don't. <laughs> How many asylum films have you watched? Many, any, or? I would say at the most probably, I would say probably 10. Oh, okay. So you have seen a good amount. And that's with me not knowing some of these films were asylum films. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are, are, are notably bad, but there, there are a few that I've enjoyed. Yeah. Any of um, them that involve um, Nazis on the moon or Nazis at the center of the Nazis earth. at the center of the earth. Or yeah. Nazis in the Arctic. Yeah. It's going to be a bad film. <laughs> uh, oh, man. You know which one I really liked was uh, Paranormal Entity. I actually like that better. I, I, as everyone knows by now, it's well documented that I am not a fan of the original Paranormal Activity. I thought that movie is shit. And uh, I love the second ones and on, but I hated the first one. Have you seen the uh, third I hated one? It's a strong word, but I, yes, I, I love the third love one. I love the third one. It's so good. And yeah. even the last one, uh, the, uh, it's one I still don't own I actually yet. Haven't, uh, the, yeah, I haven't seen, I don't own that one either. I haven't seen that one. Uh, the marked one? Yes. Uh, no, that's, that's the one that's in Mexico, right? No. Oh. Right, Maybe. because they, yes, have, they have one, one Spanish one, or you know, Spanish-ish. Uh, let me look at my MDB. You're right. Yeah, oh, I've seen that is it one. The Ghost Dimension. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's the one I don't own yet. I'm waiting for the 3D yep. uh, copy to actually go down in price. Yeah, yeah. But Paranormal Entity by Asylum, I thought it was actually a better film than Paranormal Activity. But I'd have, anyway, I'd have to check it out. yeah. Moving on from uh, yes, from that. Yes. Yeah, so I. Oh, I don't know why. See, and this is, we always talk about this, but when you're liking a movie, you let weird things go. When you're not, you kind of pick on dumb things. And so agreed. this was one of these things that's dumb and probably shouldn't even be talked about. But the fact that they were riding in what looked like a school bus to get to the prison, like, is this supposed to be like a public bus? Because I've never seen a public bus look like a fucking school bus before in my life. And that bugged me a lot. Well, they do have some prison transports. It's like a it's like a school bus with some grading in the front. Yeah, prison transport. I'd understand, but it was like, why would Morgana and the preacher be in a prison transport? Or j- is it just because, like, oh, maybe gotcha. they're driving through the prison or something? But my take was, like, they didn't have a car, and she was just taking the bus to get to the prison. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I, uh, to be honest, I even noticed that when until yeah, you uh, just uh, mentioned it now. It's not even worth talking about, but it's like, ah, it just bugged me. Mm. Anyway. Oh, God. So there was this line. God has everything to do with this. Be gone, Satan. I'm just like, oh, Christ. Fuck <laughs> off. This is fucking terrible. Like, why Why is Gregory a fucking priest? Like, what purpose does that serve for this film? Because he, he shows Morgana's path to redemption. Right. Fuck that shit. Her path to redemption is the most hogwash bullshit thing i've ever seen in my entire fucking life she oh, removes her nose ring her li- i know you do removes her nose ring her lipstick and her fucking earrings and now she's pure really no because that's what makes you fucking pure you is what something. you're doing to your body oh my god you, you and what else something you cut her finger what else? oh yes what the fuck <laughs> why oh my god and oh my she god ate it. she ate her own flesh <laughs> oh man i think i missed that part but um oh yeah yeah i i know you 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 did a boo-boo so you're gonna bring back the paintings you're, you're gonna right. dress yourself up in sunday school clothing and you're yeah. gonna sacrifice a pe- an, uh, an appendage oh. and now you're pure again to fight the gin oh my god like i just 
uh, me and religion don't get along generally. And like when I have to sit through shit like this, it's this is just the perfect example of why. Like I just hate shit like this yeah, so it, much. It was pretty bullshit. I'm like, oh, come on. You're not going to wear a thong anymore. Ugh, right. Suck. I know. Come on. And, and then we get a shower scene and we don't even get any nudity to help save this shit fest. I like, know. I'm like, this is 1999, Holy Fields. Right. You know, I, I bet you Corey Haim just didn't sign off on a nudity, so she didn't. <laughs> Oh man, you're probably right. Oh. I'm hoping for nudity in the next ones. I doubt it's going to happen, but you right. never know. Oh man. Uh, oh, and this is the first. Uh, so, <laughs> so let's talk about the pinky part here. And I was just like, uh, make note that I've already texted Mark by this point. Try asking him for a uh, mulligan on this series, and he just texted me back saying Christmas wishes. And so this was the first "fuck you," Mark. I wrote down in my notes, <laughs> the first but not the last. So. You know what? <laughs> if if I can do this fucking A to Z to A challenge and walk Jesus the super douchebag, um, we can go through these four films together. Right. Though we're doing this together, exactly, exactly. Oh man! Oh, the other thing that bugged me so much. So they're like getting all like probably ninety five percent of their information just from some random ass website online. And it just oh. happens to all be true. Yeah. And uh, what's oh, what's that company called? Uh, the web- Oh, my God. I knew I should have wrote it down. I wrote it down. I just got to find it. Um, oh, WebZap Services Incorporated. Yes. This is what I love. This is what I love about revisiting these movies when the internet right. was still in its infancy is how shitty the computer or how how awesome the computers could be but really worked in real life and how shitty the graphics look now, but (laughs) should be awesome back then. What I also liked is how slowly the pictures were downloading on the webpage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. And looking at porn back then, a whole different ball game. I'll tell you that. You have to be patient. Exactly. What's that about? Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. I remember I had to go to like fucking, Mozilla. Some people use Mozilla to download music. Well, that's what porn was for, folks. All right. And don't you forget oh, it. Oh man, I was on these uh, old like, these old bulletin boards where I had to have credits <laughs> by playing these shitty games <laughs> to get a Pamela Anderson. That's picture. awesome. Yeah. Oh man, I love it. I love it. Oh God. Anyway, so now that we've it's been well established that we're perverts, and so this is no this is not news. But anyway, um, I thought at least out of all these characters. At least the Russian guy was interesting. Unlike Morgana in the priest, who I just fucking loathed. I thought the Russian guy was funny. Uh, what's his name? Is that um, who was what's the his Russian name? guy? I don't, I don't even know. Uh, let me go to full. It's got to be Hostika. No, Hostika's the uh, cop that interviews him. Oh God, I fucking hated him too. I was like, I, I wrote down, I didn't say it, but I wrote down that I cannot wait for this guy so to fucking die. That would be Osip. Him. And that's a character name. The guy is uh, Oleg Vidov. Okay. And, uh, oh, he oh, passed sick. away this Oleg. year. He passed away in May. Oh, that's yeah. sad. But I thought he was uh, the most interesting character in here. I don't. I didn't love him by any stretch. Um, and I thought he was very over the top, as we've yeah. already mentioned, this whole film. But he was interesting, at least. There was something intriguing about him, so I appreciated that. I thought it was okay. Uh, you know, I liked him in prison because it was sucking up to the Wishmaster. I did not like him when yeah. he was free. Dancing, just talking rush. I just didn't like the character. And then him having this okay. beef with the head of their gang and then him taking over the gang. I was like, 
I don't like you. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I finally, though, there was finally one good wish granting, and it was the I want his head. You th- I thought that was a good uh, one. It, again, it, it, it's, it's compared it's to the other honey. Shit. But I just, again, it's not scary. You know, there's no special effects involved. No, it's, it's not. Right. No, you're absolutely right. But I just thought it was finally like a, a good one compared to the shit that we've seen so far. It was actually him granting the person what they yeah. wanted in a different way than they intended. Whereas a lot of the other shit was just random sure, bullshit. Yeah, that. So, like, oh, for example, like the first one, the guy says... In the prison cell, he's like, I want to, I wrote it down. He's like, I want to walk out of here. Yeah. I want to like go through these bars and walk out. And it's like, okay, well, you just killed him, like putting him through the bars. Like you didn't even give him his wish. That was a cool special effect though. Oh, no, it was. Yeah, it was. Dumb, yes. But I I did like the whole like squeezing that guy through the bars. But it still got silly at the end. Yeah. But I still like... It was bloody, it was, it was gory, it was, you know, I, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that said, though, the guy was acting like this big shot, and I just didn't believe him. You know? Oh, God. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like oh, but you're running the cell? Like, you are you look like a mental health... Uh, yeah, you know, like, exactly. He looked like, yeah. he looked like, a bit of a schizophrenic, if anything, you know? Um, so... Right, right, yeah. And the other thing that bugged me is, like, it looks like they were in, like, a fucking, like holding cell like a holding jail cell when he's supposed to be well, in prison. I think I, i'm like why is he i think at that point he was in a holding cell. jail cell to go to jail yeah because oh, yeah, this is before okay. his awesome denim scene but i thought he was wearing denim in that scene i don't think so unless they gave him the denim before uh, because all he had was his burgling outfit i don't yeah, remember who knows? i'm not gonna watch this I a third know. time no way in hell no way in hell um so and then it's just like what the fuck like the fucking Morgana just comes running in out of literally fucking nowhere in the bar and just starts shooting him. And like the Russian guy, instead of like taking the gun and shooting her, he just like grabs the gun and is like, Hey, what's going on? It's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, where did she come from? I I don't know if she's got a homing beacon for him. Uh, Yeah. I I don't know. I don't recall how he, or how she found him so quickly. You know, Mm -hmm. like she found him in prison because he took the rap for her. But as for the whole, mm-hmm. maybe, you know what? Maybe he saw the whole head thing in her dream yeah, and then knew where to go. I was just like, it was so out of fucking left field. It's like, maybe show us something where she's leaving her house. Like, yeah. like put an insert shot there of her driving anything to let her, let us know that she's coming. Other And like, so it makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. like no, it I wasn't agree. scary. Was it something they kept out to, to scare us or jar us at all? It was just like, what the fuck? No, Ugh, I, I, I think that again it comes to uh, just how you know how little money they had for the script. I, yeah. I think it's a budget issue. And, and as we mentioned, just like the religion in this film, it just it felt like I was watching like an ov- overly Christian, an overly violent Christian film, and it was as terrible. And that's as terrible as it sounds. Like, um, and at this point, I wrote down, uh, I almost threw my controller or my remote control through the television. And I checked, and there's still 30 minutes left. Again, <laughs> fuck you, Mark. So that's number that's number two. Oh, but, you're welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just I I don't know. I just didn't understand what the hell was happening. Um, okay, so what do I, shoot her, yes, kill her, thank God, and then squat nothing. She shot, 
and then nothing. What a fucking joke. What am I talking about there? I don't even know. It's because she gets shot twice by the Russian guy. She and but the bullets uh she's healed automatically because the wishmaster needs her for three wishes. So she can be hurt. Oh, okay. Wow, I don't remember that, but I clearly I saw it because I wrote it down. But I just and it's funny it. too because she gets shot twice. There's blood on her on her white dress, but then oh, but right. then nothing happens, right? It, so it like sucks back up. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Okay. Yep. Oh my god! So then they go to the casino. Yeah. <laughs> and we get a fucking tex wearing a cowboy hat, and then an Asian couple named Mister and Mrs. Lee. I'm like, oh my, like fuck this movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How lazy can you get? Well, I mean, well, that, come that's on. the thing. Now we're, you know, instead of like a a dinner party, now it's a casino. So the film kind of, mm-hmm. you know, hits the same beats as the first one, where it comes to like a beats, yeah. a mass slaughter. Um, and it just it just wasn't well well done. You know, right. uh, like we're fast forward here. I guess the highlight of the film is Bokeem Woodbine, who was, uh, you know, an up and coming star at the time. Because I think this is before the big mm-hmm. hit with Mark Wahlberg. Or I could be wrong. It could have been the year before. Anyways, um, so he's like this casino owner. And uh, long story short, sh- you know, shit happens where, you know, people now start getting killed. And there's like a plague of lo- lotus. And yeah. Yeah. So. CGI. so you see, yeah. But you see, you see the swarm in the air, like attacking people. And all it is, is just black dots. It's all yeah. black. Like lazy bad. It's, it's, CGI. it's like MS yeah. Paint. It's MS Paint black dots right. just over the screen, superimposed with people screaming all over the place. Mm-hmm. I was so bummed out when I saw that. It's so sad. Me too. And like this whole scene where like the the claiming of the souls that could have been really cool, and instead it turns out to just be shitty CGI. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, like they just did it so well in the first one, and it's just like they just blew it here a hundred percent. And you know, and there's they're trained to to do the same thing from the first film. They got some mm-hmm. gag gore that is really hit and miss. Apart from the one guy, which is a repeat of the first film, where the guy's stomach kind of rips open, explodes, and a skeleton comes out. Yeah, it was already done. The rest mm-hmm. is just lame. Like a girl is sh- uh, an old lady shitting quarters. Like yeah, so like she was pregnant with the quarters. Like- yeah, so it's just so I don't know, it's just shitty. I was really bummed out by the end chaos scene because it really wasn't that chaotic at all. Right. And what killed me the most is like, I, I wish this movie was a person so I could punch him in the fucking face. When they get to there, the priest says they all wanted something for nothing. And then she says, and that's what they got. I fucking hate you two so fucking much. Oh my God. Ah, <laughs> oh, terrible, terrible script. Um, yeah. Oh, and that's and that I wrote down. If she wishes to go back bef- to before the robbery, I swear to fucking God, I'm turning this off right now and I don't even fucking care. Fortunately, she didn't. So I didn't have to turn it off. But Oh man, uh, that's what I was waiting for. Was the exact same ending as the first one. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> Fortunately, that's not the case. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So, oh, I was so happy to see Gregory suffer and then die, and then the fucker comes back. I'm like, what are you doing? How are you coming back? I was so upset. Um, and and oh, I God. don't get his his wish. Like he he's. Yeah, well, bad special effects, and he's on the cross. I just don't recall the exact wording of his wish to him being actually yeah. nailed to a cross. I I, I just don't yeah, recall. I can't remember. I just don't recall. I don't, yep, I don't either. But there there was an insult. I can't, I think Morgana says it. She's like, "Go fuck yourself in hell." 
I was like, okay, that sounds like an insult I would have tossed out if I was in middle school. Like, yeah. Well, she, she's a good girl now, and good girls don't swear. Right. You know? Yeah, I guess not. Ugh. Um, I did like the cards, like start slicing people up. I thought that was funny. Sure. It just reminded me of the gag in uh, Hellraiser 3 with the guy with the CDs. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. Well, I won't, I won't, uh, ruin it. Okay. But yeah, it is, I don't know. I, I just, I was disappointed. Yeah. I, I found it more comical than scary. Like that roulette wheel mm-hmm. that, uh, is yeah. hitting on people. Yeah. Like, okay. Fucking man. grows like knives. That was dumb. Yeah. For some reason, I had a, I I had a phantasm vibe to it. It must have been just the, the, the fork knives that coming out of the, uh, out of the, okay. um, uh, roulette wheel. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I just felt very low budget. And, it just didn't do anything yeah. for me. And uh, because I was hating it so much, yes. like just the fucking like nerve of this film to put in this shot. D- did you see the fucking, the push pull shot on her face right before she wishes for the guard to be alive again? Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, that is way too good of a shot for it to, to, to be in this film. Like you don't deserve to use that technique. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh man, I was just, Oh, the gall of fucking Jack Shoulder to put this in his movie. Yeah, and, and then the fact after that that Uh-oh. she had to start doing the whole Klaatu brought a Nick to multiple times to have the Wishmaster right. jump back in the stone again. I know, that's what I said. I was like, is she really going to do this for all like fucking a thousand and one souls? Like just fucking end. Like what is happening? Yeah, and I wasn't sure exactly what she said, but it sounded like like Nib Shugoth Bahim, which I'm like, is she praying to an elder god? Is this a Lovecraft reference? I'm not sure exactly. Oh, man. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And like she must have said it probably huh. a dozen times. I'm like, okay, I get it. He's getting sucked back in the, right. in the gym. Just just in the hmm. scene already. <laughs> uh, okay, I got nothing else. Do you have any other um, interesting tidbits that you picked up along the way? Fuck no. I uh, did watch a commentary with uh, Jack, which was moderated yeah. by somebody else. And uh, How was that? Uh, it was actually not bad. Um, Good. He apparently was asked to do the original film and he read an early version of the script, hated it. So he passed on it. Um, really? Yeah. And he chose to do this one. Yeah. Well, he did because Artson told him that he could do anything he wanted in the sequel. So that's why I think he wrote the script as well. So they're all his oh ideas. Um, I'll make note of that. And he thought his, his film has uh, social commentary. And that the film is sillier because he can have fun with social commentary. So I'm like, I don't see that at all. Um, nope. It was a, it was an interesting script. He was kind of full of himself a bit. Um, he kept saying, you know, if they offered me the third one, I wouldn't do it again. Uh, I don't like doing sequels to other people's films, even though he did two other sequels to movies. Um, right. yeah. But it was interesting. It was better than some commentaries I've listened to. It's just too bad it's on a shitty Good. film. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, then what are your final thoughts and your star rating for Wishmaster 2, Evil Never Die? Well, the film is dated and doesn't hold up as much. Um, I did like Morgana more than I liked uh, the, other, uh, the other character in the first film. But uh, I think the limitations on the budget and it being direct to video, even though I, he did mention, or I should say the uh, Jack mentioned that uh, he... Uh, almost had the film as a theatrical release. I cannot see this film being released wow. in the theaters. Um, if so, no maybe way. eight screens in bumfuck Idaho for like a week and a half, you know? 
um, right. because it just it's just not good. It is a direct-to-video film. It looks like one. It feels like one. Um, I'm disappointed by it. Knowing how bad the sequel is, they shouldn't have made a Wishmaster sequel, even though the film is made for sequels. Like, you can have a lot of fun mm-hmm. with this, but this, I think, is a big swing and a miss. Um, I would give this one and a half out of four stars. Okay. Very good. So one and a half stars from Mark. So I, I absolutely hate being negative for an entire review, but sometimes it's just the way it is. So I'm going to keep this short and simple. Wishmaster 2 Evil Never Dies is the worst film I've had to watch for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the religious message that is forced onto the viewers is absolutely toxic and represents so much of, of what I personally hate about religion, including that I'm better than you attitude that Gregory and Morgana exhibit throughout the entire film. This movie is terrible. And frankly, I'm sick of giving it the time of day. So I'm done. I'm giving Wishmaster 2. Evil Never Dies, 0.5 out of four stars. And the only reason it's getting the half a star is because some of the gore was, was too good to uh, not be appreciated. You didn't give half a star for the Lita underwear? Well, maybe that's part of it too. I gave half a star for the Lita underwear. <laughs> that's what it's one and a half stars. Yeah. That's being generous. I'm afraid for the next one. God, me too, man. Me too. I, I don't want to end 2017. 2017's been a downer year in general uh, mm-hmm. with all the shit that's happened, you know, with politics right, and right. All, all the shitty Hollywood stories coming out. Um, yeah. I don't want to end 2017 on a shitty note. But right. we're also not quitters. So exactly. Two more, two more episodes. But that's all right. We're not even gonna end this episode on a shitty note. Nope. Um, because we are going to move now over to round 44 of the besting the backlog challenge. Yes. So this, of course, where we try to conquer our personal backlogs one week at a time. So as a reminder, each of us looks at the other's unwashed pile, be it their home uh, video collection, uh, whatever, Netflix, Amazon. DVD, Blu-ray, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, anything the other person hasn't seen yet. Pick one for them to watch, and then they review it on the next episode. So, Mark, you picked Logan from yes. 2017 for me to watch, and I picked From a Whisper to a Scream from 1987 for you to watch. Mm-hmm. So tell us, good sir, how was your revisiting with Vincent Price? Um, it was interesting. Okay. Um, I did not realize this was an anthology film. Oh, okay. Um. I bought this just because it was a Vincent Price film during a uh, Scream Factory uh, sale. And uh, I love horror movies that are from the 80s that I've never heard of before. And this, honestly, was one of them. It was made in 87, which is an awesome year for film. I have no recollection of this movie whatsoever. Hmm. And you know what? It was awesome because it's got that sweet 80s gore that just isn't made the same way anymore which I loved just from her girl smiling and then blood coming out of her mouth to, you know, just bullet shots, uh, stabbings. Uh, fuck this movie was awesome. Mm. So, um, it's four stories and it's kind of bookended by Vincent Price, uh, who's known as a librarian who's telling this reporter of the horrific past that the town of uh, Oldfield has and that his niece just got executed for murdering a bunch of people, but it's not her. It's the, it's the town that made her do it. Um, so he's telling four short stories. I'm going to try to remember them properly here. Um, the first one. Uh, okay. So this film is also known as the offspring, which 
has to be for the first story in the film, which has a unrecognizable Clue Gulliger. If you know him, uh, if you don't know the name, he's from Return yeah. of the Living Dead. He's oh, the okay. owner of the uh, mannequin shop that has the beside that has the uh, Trioxin two four five two four seven. Gotcha, two four five. So he's awesome in everything he does. So he plays a mild mannered guy who works in a factory, has a crush on a girl who works there, um, and things go awry. I want to. I don't want to spoil anything here because this is mm-hmm. this is a spoiler free. Uh, a portion of the podcast. Right. Um, so you've got a guy pining for a girl at work, which may or may not have gone right. Uh, the second story uh, involves, if I remember correctly here, um, Terry Kisser, which you might know him as Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's 1 and 2. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yes, and from uh, from one of the Friday films. I think it's Friday Part 6 with the... Uh, ch- Part seven, pardon me, the new blood. He's Dr. Cruz. Yeah, new blood. Yeah, okay. So uh, this was actually, I, I found the film is stronger, has a stronger first half than a second half. And in this one, uh, Terry Kisser's character um, is running away from two brothers that I guess he owes money for or screwed up. He's he's a bad guy. And uh, gets shot. Old man in the bayou uh, finds him, nurses him back to health. Shit happens. Again, I don't want to go too far into it because right. the less you know, the better. Yeah. Um, third one involves a uh, involves a circus sideshow and forbidden love, and the last one involves a civil war and kids run amok. I'll leave it at that. Nice. Simple and short. Um, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think it was the best film in the world. I didn't think it was that bad either. Um, Again, I had never seen this movie before, obviously, since we're doing this on the Backlog Challenge. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked it. I'm just looking for my score here. Um, again, I think it's half strong. Second half is a little weak. We have a really older-looking Vincent Price and some unwanted nudity from the first story. Uh, but I would give this a two out of four stars. Good, 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 good. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad you didn't hate it, so there's that. Yeah, have you seen this? No, I have not. I actually, uh, I actually don't own it, but it's one I need to pick up from from Scream Factory. It's one of the few. Well, few. There's a number I don't have, obviously, but <laughs> surprisingly, I don't have this one. No. Yeah, it, it's it's worth a check. Very good. Excellent. Well, awesome. So, I bought Logan. Obviously, just this past Black Friday weekend, as we talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and is also, you can also, this is also shown in my most recent pickups video over on YouTube. If you want to check that out, so definitely check us out on YouTube. But anyway, um, I ended up getting this one on 4K for only $10 from walmart.com. So it was a great damn price. Um, as it turns out, this is only, actually only the second 4K Ultra HD movie I've watched since I bought my 4K TV last Black Friday, if you can believe that. Um, and from a technical standpoint, Logan looks fantastic in 4K. Um, the outdoor sequences they ha- that um, when they have like a wide sprawling shot of like mountains or whatever, that's where it really shines. Can I say that, yes, this is four times as great as any Blu-ray I've ever seen? Honestly, no. But does it look crisper and sharper a lot of the time? Absolutely. Um, the one 4K disc that I have that I really want to watch next is Planet Earth 2, that TV series. I remember when Blu-ray was still new to me, 
one of the first discs that really blew me away was the original Planet Earth. So I'm hoping that Planet Earth 2 has the same impact for me on 4K. So we'll see. But technical aspects aside, Logan takes place in uh, the year 2029. And our favorite anti-hero, Wolverine, is now working as a limo driver. Um, in his off time, he's trying to keep Charles Xavier, who is suffering suffering from like a g- degenerative brain disease, from going into seizures, and as far as I can tell, completely destroying humanity. Uh, so that's what he's trying to prevent. So just another day at the office for Logan. Anyway, he eventually is tracked down by this woman who begs him to help get her and her daughter, who of course is a mutant, to a safe haven up in North Dakota, where supposedly these mutants can live freely. He doesn't want to do it, but shit happens, and away to North Dakota, he goes with his young 12-year-old girl in hand. The problem is that this girl is being tracked by a lot of big, tough, uh, above-the-law, genetically enhanced people that are making the ride a real pain in the ass. So, I've gone long enough, and I I just can't hold it anymore. I have to say it. Logan is absolutely wonderful. It is, without a doubt the deepest and most emotional superhero film I've seen this year. And it's duking it out with Wonder Woman is one of the best films I've seen this year, superhero or otherwise. I can't think of another superhero film offhand that literally drove me to tears like Logan did. I loved the relationship between Logan, Laura, and Charles. It felt like the most dysfunctional grandfather slash father slash daughter relationship ever and is the real driving force behind all of the action. Yes, the action sequences are insanely great and super brutal, and I love them, but the relationships that they built in this are the real reason that Logan deserves to be discussed when talking about the greatest superhero films ever made. There are lines in this that are just absolutely fucking perfect, and some images and moments that I don't think I'll ever forget. Like I said, it literally brought brought tears to my eyes at one point, and I absolutely loved every second of it. Um... One other note about the action, though, we're so used to seeing PG-13 rated superhero films or whatever the the equivalent is in Canada um, for the most part, right? Like, obviously, the Wolverine and Deadpool are two exceptions to that. But in the sea of superhero, PG-13 rules the day. So whenever we get an R-rated one of these, like, it always gets me excited. And Logan doesn't fail to deliver on that R rating. So not only do we get a small, inconsequential bit of nudity, which I didn't expect at all um, and towards the beginning of the film, but the violence is amped up and seeing Wolverine's blades go straight through someone's face is never not jarring and is always awesome to watch. And uh, plus, the, like, the cinematography in this one is so strong. Like I said, there are some scenes that are just framed so perfectly. I can't help but think of that... Um, I don't think it exists anymore, but uh, that one perfect shot Twitter account um, and just think that there are a couple of moments that fit that idea so fucking perfectly. Uh, I won't get specific, of course, but man, there are some vivid images that keep going through my mind. So obviously, I absolutely loved Logan. It's one of the most emotional and mature superhero films I've ever seen. And I'd highly recommend this to anyone who claims to be having, quote unquote, superhero fatigue or just isn't enjoying the mainstream films of the DCEU or the MCU because Logan is a much different film than those. I help the Wolverine would fit into the same category. Unfortunately, though, this is supposed to be the last of the standalone Wolverine films, but I'm hoping the themes and the tone of this and the Wolverine, I hope they carry on just in maybe a different form, if that makes sense. But I 
loved it. And I'm obviously giving Logan four out of four stars. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, well, things might change with the X universe with all the talk about Fox uh, being bought yes. out by Disney for $60 billion. Billion. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman did mention that if he's able to, you know, fight along the Avengers, that mm-hmm. uh, he would reprise his role as Logan. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Very cool. And now that you know how uh, Avengers 3, the Infinity Gauntlet movie, was supposed to be yes. a two-parter, rumor has oh, it that yeah. this talk with Fox has been in the works for a while and that they changed oh. their plans because a lot of guys are going to die in, in Avengers 3 and maybe some X-Men mm-hmm. would be included in Avengers 4. Now, Ooh, this could damn. be just fanboy gossip online, but... uh I got goosebumps. I'm you saying. never know, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, uh, this this could be exciting. A lot of people are, are not enjoying this possible buyout by Disney because it becomes more of a monopoly yeah. again. Um, right, right. But the geek inside me kind of – I'm frothing at the mouth here with uh, the idea I of, know. you know, having uh, uh, Hugh Jackman side by side with Tony Stark and Chris Evans with Michael right. Fassbender. So who knows well, what might happen? Now, obviously, obviously, you've seen this one. What did you think of Logan? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, going back to my letterbox, I'd be surprised if I didn't give it five stars. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I thought in, I saw it in theaters back in February. I think that's when it got released, and uh, okay. I, I think it's one of the better films out this year. Like, yeah. I found the superhero movies are so much better than a few years ago. Um, yeah, I gave it five stars uh, back in back in February. But uh, yeah, okay. I, I just find the movies have gotten so much better. And they're not just for yeah. kids anymore. And uh, not like the Harry Potter movies. They're kind of getting more mature with their audience. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want more of this. Yeah, so this is fantastic. I'm sure we'll be talking about this again because I, I imagine we'll probably do like a top five or top 10 first time viewings from 2017 I hope uh, so. in the beginning of January. And so I imagine this will be on that list. Uh, it was fantastic. I'd be surprised if it's not. Yeah. So thank you for this one. I'm so glad. Uh, I'm so glad you picked it for me. So hell yes. Well, you say thank you right now. Um, oh, now you might not go. say thank you next week. Oh no. Oh yes. All right. So you get to tell me first. Then what? What am I watching? Okay. Well, I saw this on your list of you've bought, but you haven't watched yet. And for yes. some reason, there are no details on this. There is no release oh. date. There is no nothing. So this okay. intrigued me because I've never heard of this film before. So you are watching. Oh, hold on. Uh, no region coding. Um, it's got a UPC code. No SRP. That's You're watching the, uh, Unknown UPC Timed. Coding. Unknown Timed. Android Cop. <laughs> oh, man. I have So no you don't clue. know what this is? Nope. You honestly don't know what this is. No, I, I'm assuming it's a... Is it a fucking asylum film? It is a fucking asylum film. Fuck! It's, yeah. it's the mockumentary of uh, Robo-Cop. the RoboCop remake. Oh, can I change <laughs> it? Oh, uh, no, no. You, this is perfect. It no, doesn't get not, better than that. It's not perfect. You didn't know it was. You're you were just, to, we were just talking about asylum. Oh, that's, ser- that's fucking serious. You're supposed to I love hate it. this idea. I'm so fucking excited. Gross. Oh. As long as I can find it, because I think I know where it is, but I'm not 100%. So as long as I can find it, I think this is another one that I bought the uh, disc only, kind of like Welcome to the Punch. Okay. So Well, you let me know. Like it just if you can find it, I'll pick something uh, worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so fucking happy. Uh, I just love it. Michael Zhao White is the lead in this. Really? 
Yes. Oh my God. I am. I am pumped. I am pumped. Okay. Good. Okay. 2014's Android Cop. Yeah. So yours yes. um, is a interesting one, I think, this week. So okay. I was going through some of your recent pickups, and there was something that came across. I was like, oh, that looks interesting. So then I looked at it, and I was like, hmm, that's kind of short. So what are we going to do about that? So I'm going to have you watch uh-huh. from 1991. Yeah. I think you just picked it up on Blu-ray. Scream Queen Hot Tub Party. Ooh. Yes, but... That's only a 50-minute film, and I know how you like to have, you know, f- f- you think that feature-length films need to be longer than that. So there's also a special feature on that film, yep. a 35-minute special feature of 1 Million Heels B- BC from 1993. Yeah. So I'll have you watch both of that, and that'll be like an 85-minute movie. So I figured that would suffice for you. I figured you oh, you would be cool with it. Melissa's been, watch- been wanting to watch that since I picked it up. Oh, really? I wanted to watch it with no pants on. Uh, <laughs> I might have to wear a towel, but uh, yeah. yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm excited sure. to watch this. Is she going to be able to watch it with you or am I ruining your plans? No, no, no. She'll be able to watch it with me. Okay, um, good. good. Maybe good, she'll good. won't have pants on either. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you do you. You do what you got to do. I might put a blanket uh, on the couch. I'm excited to hear about both of them next week, though. Yes, so. I'm excited to watch them. Perfect. So just to recap, Mark is watching Scream Queen Hot Tub Party from 1991 and One Million Heels BC from 1993 <laughs> to make an 85-minutes worth of viewing. And I will be watching 2014's Android Cop, courtesy of the one, the only, The Asylum CC. Ugh, I'm dizzy. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, good. So normally this is where we log off, but surprise... I didn't what? mention this in the opening. We are actually going to announce our next arc after Wishmaster yes, right now. We're not, so, we're not bailing on Wishmaster. We're going to no, stay in the course. I know. And I know we are only halfway through this current arc, but man alive, I cannot wait for it to be over. So <laughs> we do want to announce where we're going from here because it's going to include some listener participation to help decide the last film of this new arc, which is scheduled to begin the first week of January 2018, which is actually right around the corner, believe it or not. So as most of you know, Mark and I live in the northern half of North America and have for a whole life. So what that means is that slushy roads, cold weather, weather, icy sidewalks and snow. That's what we think about when we talk about the winter months, at least mm-hmm. for myself. Um, and this year, in honor of that cold isolated, snowy atmosphere that is the winter for so many people, we've decided to dedicate the months of January and February to the cool, bleak world that often is Scandinavian horror. Yes. So for our Scandinavian horror arc, we've looked at horror releases from Denmark, Norway, Sweden, and Iceland. Unfortunately, none of these films on the list are from our Finnish, which is also sometimes considered part of Scandinavia. But regardless, we have the others uh, represented. So we've narrowed it down to a six-film arc. The first five weeks are films picked by Mark and myself, and then the sixth and final week will be another listener choice poll. So you guys can help decide our fate. Frankly, though, I'd be happy with any of our options, so I'm not worried about it at all. Mm -hmm. So first up, let's talk about what it is that we will uh, be reviewing for sure. So week one, January 5th release, is going to be the 2005 film Next Door. So this one, I'm just going to read like the IMDb uh, synopsis here. So John has just been left by his girlfriend, Ingrid. 
That day, he allows himself to be seduced into a mystical and scary world where it is impossible to separate truth from lies. So that one sounds very interesting. So that will be week one. Next up is a film that Mark and I have actually talked about in the past. We're both really excited for these. Uh, January 12th, we're going to do 2006's Cold Prey. And then uh, January 19th, we're going to do 2008's Cold Prey 2, which we hear is even better. Mm -hmm. So obviously, we're not doing Cold Prey 3, but look for that to be maybe a bonus episode um, uh, once you know we're, we're around that time, just so we can actually talk about it at that point. So this one is um let's see so while snowboarding in the ice mountains with jan okay you know it's a fucking uh Nor- norwegian film because i literally can't say any of their names um it's gone. but it's gone yeah, yeah. okay right <laughs> but anyway these people are snowboarding one of them has an accident breaks their leg the friends seek shelter for the night and find an abandoned hotel in the middle of nowhere they discover that the hotel was closed in 1975 when the son of the owners vanished in the mountains however on the next morning they find that they are trapped in the hotel with a psychopath killer they have to protect themselves, right? Five. So these are slasher films from the mid two thousands that I'm super fucking excited to watch. Me too. Yeah. And then uh, Mark is uh, going on an awesome trip. So he, uh, we are going to be dark the twenty sixth and the second. So that we have a two week break there, and then we are coming back on February 9th with two thousand nine's Dead Snow, which of course is the like uh, uh, Nazi zombies versus a group of survivor type of yes. thing. Um, yes, a horror comedy. So looking yes. forward to that. I'm looking forward that one. I'm actually revisiting. So I'm looking forward to that revisit. Um, and then February 16th, we're going to do the 2011 film starring uh, uh, Nomi Rapach. I'm not sure how to say her name, but the girl yeah. from the Dragon Tattoo trilogy. Nomi Rapach, yes. That one, yep. Uh, we're going to do The Monitor from 2011. And uh, that one. After a baby monitor picks up another channel, Anna begins reliving the nightmare she'd recently escaped. So, yes, they look fantastic. And then February 23rd, of course, will be the listener's choice option. So we have four awesome options for you guys to vote on for the listener's choice poll. And you'll be able to find that poll right at the homepage over at cinefessions.com, right in the right-hand sidebar. So, you know, it's going to be right at the top starting today, the day this podcast is released. So you cannot miss it. Definitely go and get your vote in and so your voice can be heard. We're hoping to get a lot of feedback from you guys, which is why we're putting up the poll up so early this time out. Um, so anyway, the the four options you have to choose from are, and this is in release order, uh, 2008's Let the Right One In, a vampire thriller starring two remarkable child actors, arguably one of the greatest vampire films ever made. 2010's Troll Hunter, which is a super unique found footage film with giant trolls. That's just fantastic. Uh, then 2012's Thail, which is a horror fantasy hybrid that may be the most unique option on the entire list. Definitely different than the other ones. And then the fourth option will be the sequel to Dead Snow, Dead Snow 2 Red vs. Dead from 2014, uh, which again pits Nazi zombies against another group of survivors and all its horror comedy glory. So those are your four options. Let the right one in, Troll Hunter, Thale, or Dead Snow 2, Red versus Dead. So make sure you head over there and, and make your vote. So we're asking you guys to help pick which of these films we're going to review for that sixth and final review of the Scandinavian horror arc between those four options. Honestly, there isn't a bad one in the group, I can't imagine. And I can't even really fight for one over another because I think they're all great options. So head over to cinefessions.com. Let your voice be heard in that poll that's up right now in the right-hand sidebar of the homepage. You have now through Monday, January 15th, 2018 to vote in the poll. 
and then we'll announce the winner on the January 19th episode so that everyone, ourselves included, have enough time to acquire the movie and watch it before that podcast goes live on February 23rd. So just to recap, once we finish our Christmas Christmas wishes arc here in December, we'll be moving over to our Scandinavian horror arc for the months of January and February 2018. We're going to be reviewing six films, the last one of which is completely up to you, our wonderful listeners. So head on over to cinefessions.com and vote in your favorite option between Let the Right One In, Troll Hunter, Fail, or Dead Snow 2, Red vs. Dead. I am super fucking excited for this arc. Um, this was another one, Mark, that you suggested and like immediately we decided to go with. Um, yeah. So I'm excited. I think it just fit, you know, the dead of winter, you know, exactly. cold movies, snow. So, yeah, I think it's very fitting. And it will be a nice uh, uh, amuse-bouche after the shit that we're eating for uh, Wishmaster. So <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm really right. looking forward to January. Yeah. And like, like we were saying, like we could have done easily done like a 10 episode arc on yeah. this and still not covered everything we want to talk about. So, I mean, we narrowed it down to these, uh, well, I guess there's nine options now, four and five, yeah, nine options. Um, and obviously we only do six of these nine. So, uh, there's so much here, definitely one we could probably revisit if we ever wanted to. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm already in the process of buying all of these films. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very pumped to watch these. I've, I have not seen most of them. Um, so this is going to be a fun, uh, two months. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. So I'm excited. All right. So that is going to wrap things up for this week. So we'll be back next Friday, December 15th with a review of Wishmaster three beyond the gates of hell from 2001. And please Lord, let this be a better movie than evil never dies. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I know. But as always, if you have any questions for us here at the Cinefessions podcast, please hit us up on that, uh, Hit us up using the hashtag InFilmWeTrust for any questions you'd like to, us to answer here on the show. Again, make sure you tweet at us using that hashtag InFilmWeTrust. If for some reason you're not on Twitter, give us a call at 1-302-448-TALK or email us at contact at cinefessions.com. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever else it is that you might be listening to us. Positive reviews help us re, uh, get a, reach a larger audience. And so we really appreciate you taking the time to leave us those reviews and to tell your friends about the show. And another reminder, you can always reach us on social media. We love interacting with our listeners there. You can find us at Cinefessions on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. So make sure you're following along on all those platforms. And let us know if you're excited about the upcoming arc. Uh, we'd love to have some feedback on it. Um, and if there's, you know, just anything you want to tell us about it, let us know about it. Um, and Mark, remind our listeners where else they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Mark underscore Nadeau. That's M-A-R-C underscore N-A-D-E-A-U. Or on Instagram at mnadeau 2 Fantastic. And you follow me on my personal Twitter feed at Simon1. That's P-S-Y-M-I-N-1. And I'm on Letterboxd and Goodreads now, uh, which I'm using more. So if you're on there, definitely add me on there too. But uh, that same username, Simon1. All right, Mark. Thank yeah. you for uh, discussing Evil Never Dies with me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for not uh, stopping the podcast forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 114 of the Cinefessions podcast. And remember, in film, we trust. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>